Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today I have Katrina with us and she is going to share with us how we can optimize our business through the powers of niching, niching, however you want to call it. That is what we're talking about today. I'm going to hop into her bio. We're going to move into how we have been connected and then she's going to share her mompreneur journey with us in addition to all of her amazing strategies. Katrina Kluster is a teacher turned niche specialist who helps new coaches nail their niche so they can clarify their message and a simple sales plan they love. Doesn't that sound good? In connecting with Katrina, we realized we have very similar mindsets and missions. How can we help mompreneurs simplify their businesses so they can make more impact? And what I love about Katrina's work is that she focuses on finding your niche because as they say, the riches are in the niches. Katrina, I am so grateful that you are here and cannot wait for you to share how you're helping experienced mompreneurs like us to hone in on our aligned niche and how that is different than our ideal client avatar. My mind is blown already when you told me that, that there is a difference. But first things first, before we hop into that juicy detail, can you tell us about your background and your mompreneur journey that led you to where you are today? Yeah. So thank you for having me. First of all, this is so fun. I have been, for most of my adult career, I have been a teacher or educator. I was an instructional coach and a teacher. And so right around when I turned 37, I started to feel this just kind of like bubbling up inside that I couldn't quite explain, but it was just a bit of like a wondering, a questioning about what I was doing and like a wanting something more. And so what I ended up doing is not really diving into what that was and the reasons why I was feeling that way. And instead, looking outside myself and just doing all the things. So I started working on getting my master's in counseling. I started saying yes to all kinds of external things, like a volunteer group that I was a part of, a women's group that I was a part of. And I really, as I look back, I I feel for who I was in that moment. But really, as I was doing all of these things, I started to just notice I'm burning myself out. I ended up with shingles. I ended up just, I was not in a good place. And so I had to take pause. I had switched from one teaching position to another and I still was feeling that. And so I was like, okay, wait a second. So if these external things aren't changing the way that I'm feeling, there's something else going on here. And so I, through counseling, ended up kind of accidentally falling into life coaching and started to really pause and dive inside to figure out, wait a second, what's happening here? And really understanding then, oh, this is not so much about what's happening externally. This is what's happening inside in my emotions and my thoughts. And so I can actually control this, which doesn't mean I couldn't change my external circumstances. That's ultimately what I, I did. But really, I started to do this work internally. And so that led me to hiring my own life coach, 
which ultimately it was a, like a natural, such a clear path for the first time in my life. I always think I had this windy path, but I was like, I know exactly what I want. And so that led me to creating my own business and helping women really at that point, I was a general life coach. So helping women with everything and to recognize that our circumstances are there and there's not a lot we can do about those, but how we deal with them is really up to us. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love hearing about the clear path and how you went through life coaching. And so then you were like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it for me. And how you took a step to actually do something about that. You didn't just say like, oh, this is so cool. I really enjoy this, but you did something. And I loved how you also recognized how you were burning out. Mm. I think sometimes we feel like we have to go, go, go. And we don't realize or we don't want to realize that the stillness can be the key. There's a book by Ryan Holiday. In episode number two, I actually talked about it, which all talks about like going inward and being still and how that can actually help propel you forward more than doing, 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 which I think is the experience that you can speak to here. So tell us, after you found that clear path and you said you were being more general as a life coach when you were just starting to get into it, can you bring us up to speed on today? Like where have you gone and how did you make that transition from being more general to now being a specialist? Sure. Yeah. So I started building my business while I was still teaching full time. And so I was really had to be very intentional with my time. But what I wasn't maybe as intentional with was my niche. I was a general life coach. I, I wouldn't necessarily do it differently. I learned so much. But in that process, I almost feel like there's some similarities in this process I went through and figuring out that that's the path I wanted to take. But also here where I, as a general life coach, I was doing everything. And I even have a board downstairs. I'm not going to erase it because I just want it to be a reminder of how much I've grown. But all of the topics that I felt passionate about and that I would talk about and that I you know, felt called to help people with. But what ended up happening then is Every week I was deciding again what content I was going to focus on. And while some of the tools that I use, I think can help people regardless of where they are, I feel like what I needed was to narrow down my niche for my own clarity and so that I could really almost like I say in that similar vein to say, no, I'm not doing all of the things I need to simplify this for myself. And I wanted to simplify it for my business too. I've seen so much more growth in doing that, right. right? I'm clear in my messaging. I know exactly who I'm talking to. I know every week when I get up that this is my specialty. This is what I'm good at. I know I can help people in this. It's just so clear. It just really has simplified the process. So that's where I think I see so many similarities in both of these stories, but I wanted to, if I, if I really dug into my story, I was like, well, how do I want to feel? I do not want to feel overwhelmed anymore. That's just not a feeling I want to choose. Mm -hmm. And so in order to move away from that, what do I need? And really diving into, okay, what are my experiences? What are the things I'm passionate about? And then what do I want to do with that? And that's led me here to really hone in on my own niche and help people do the same. I love that. I love how you made that distinction between 
the generalist. You were being general again when you first started and rightfully so. Like that's the beginning of our business and that's where we're at a different stage now that we're more experienced. But I love how you made that comparison to when you were a generalist, you were all over the place again, which is just how you felt with being burnt out at the beginning and not knowing what you wanted to do and trying a million different things. And and that's a normal path. But I've heard this quote and I, I wanted to write it down and I could not find it anywhere. So maybe you know it as I start to say it about when you think of like a doctor, like the generalist makes much less than a specialist and a specialist is very honed in because the person very much knows they need your help and they have a specific problem. And so I love how you started to talk about that and how we will learn more about that today. But before we get to that, I did want to touch on simplifying because you know that's my jam here. That is what yeah. I'm all about is helping mompreneurs simplify their businesses so they can be more present and productive. And what I loved about what you said was that simplifying made it clear for you and knowing what you were doing and knowing your message. And in episode number 19, I talked about how mindset shifts to simplify your business. And one that I shared was that the reason why it's so important to simplify and that we can continue this conversation with our niches is not only is it clear for you, but then it's clear for your clients. And you touched on this a bit and you said that when you got specific and when you became a specialist instead of a generalist, how it took you leaps and bounds in your business. And so I love that this conversation is being continued in a, a different facet of this conversation about our niches. So can you tell us when it comes to simplifying and optimizing for our niche, what is the first thing that we need to do so that we can help clients convert better by speaking to them? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I think one of the things is just even an awareness that our brains are always trying to protect us. And when we make decisions to decrease the things that we're doing and really narrow in on, let's say, our niche, our brain's going to offer all kinds of drama and reasons why that is not what we need. And so just knowing, yes, that's going to happen. That's the natural human experience and deciding that this is what you want for yourself, for your business anyway, and moving forward, regardless of maybe some of those fears. This is, it's going to be new if you haven't done this and that's okay. But I think one of the very first things is to, to really dive into your story. So that's where I think some people, they're looking outside of themselves at what other people are doing and trying to replicate what someone else is doing. And what I would say is slow down and really look inward. What are your personal experiences, especially because of, you know, your community that you're, you have experience coaching people, working with other women or whoever it is you work with. And so if you look at those experiences, who lights you up that you work with? Mm -hmm. What type of person is that? Can you get really clear about what are their lived experiences? What are the things that they're struggling with? What do you love helping them with? Getting really clear about who your ideal client is will help you to continue to show up because if that's who you're passionate about helping, then like that's what we want to build, right? A business that we're excited to show up for every single day. Well, let's build that into everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think it starts with that ideal client piece. I love that. And I love that we had also mentioned at the beginning that there is a difference between your ideal client and your niche. You had mentioned that. So talk to us. It seems like this is 
part of what we need to know. And maybe that's the difference. It's not the full picture. Can you help us understand that distinction between the two? Yeah, Megan, you're, that's exactly it. They are intertwined. But I think oftentimes what people will say is, oh, my niche, I know who that, I help moms. No, that's not your niche. Really, we want to get very clear first about who our ideal client is. And yes, that's part of your niche. So that's who you want to serve. And I would even say moms is a very general term. Think about all like the spectrum of things that moms are dealing with, depending on their own age, depending on the age of their kids, depending on how many kids they have. So if you could even get clear about where the mom you want to work with is in her journey, then really narrow in even on that will help you to get clear on your ideal client. And then what we want to look at is what is she struggling with? What is the problem that she has? I love to think like when she wakes up in the morning, what is the first thing on her mind that's stressing her out, that's not what she wants, that she wishes she could solve? What is the thing that repeatedly comes up for her in her thoughts and even maybe in in the emotion that she feels throughout the day that she just can't figure out. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get really clear on the problem that she is struggling with and the problem you want to help her solve, and if those two are aligned, then that's where you want to dive in. And that's how you're going to create your niche. So it really is who it is that you want to serve, If you're diving into your own personal story, your experiences and what you're passionate about talking about, what you're passionate about helping people with, that's what you want to focus on, the problem you help them solve. And then the third step that I think a lot of people miss is how are you going to do that differently than anyone else? Let's take a weight loss coach, for example. There are tons of weight loss coaches, right? But there are so many different approaches. That's what's going to set you apart. So how is it that you take your client from where they are right now and what they're struggling with right now to where they want to be? And if you can get really clear about that path that you help them find and that result that you help them create, that is where your experiences, the things that you help them with that's very different than anyone else is how you're going to stand out in this kind of crowded market. Yeah. I love what you're saying there. And I loved what you said about the alignment that you are not just figuring out what is her problem or whoever it is, is problem that you're serving, that you're helping with, but how does that align with what you want to do? Because I think we both believe similarly here that that's your fuel. And so if you're doing something that's out of alignment, then it's going to drain you. It's not going to be the right fuel to keep you going versus if you are aligning their problem and matching it with what you enjoy doing, what you're best at doing, your zone of genius, however you want to look at it, then that's where the magic happens. And so I love that you made that distinction there. And I love that you also mentioned about doing things differently. I think that that's something that we can struggle with. I think it's hard when Mm. you're so close to your business and when stuff comes easy, like it's, it's so easy to you. So you just aren't even quite sure, like, how do I know, you know, and and sometimes it can be overlooked. I've had this conversation a lot recently on the podcast, which is it's so easy that we overlook it or we feel like we have to add in other things. So talk to us when you're working with clients and you've helped them figure out their ideal client avatar, and then you've taken it a step deeper to figure out what their struggles are, what their problems are, like what is the first stress on their mind when they wake up? 
help us figure out the differently part, because I think that that is a key. What is one of the first few things that you do or maybe questions that you pose with your clients to start uncovering why they're different? Yeah. So I think one of the things is really getting clear about your own story and your own journey, because not always, but a lot of the times what we end up wanting to do is connected to some sort of transformation or personal experience that we've had. Mm -hmm. And so when we can really look at that, I often would say, okay, let's look at the end result you created and reverse engineer that. How did you create that result? And it's likely just there's there's certain nuances to this, right? But like little things along the way that you're doing that that other people just don't do. And that's what part of what makes you unique and your approach unique. But the other part of this is weaving in your story. That's what really also sets us apart. If we think about, we can all show up as a business coach or as a whatever, but what people want is to find themselves in your story. So I also, this is the big piece that I think is so important. It's for people to be able to understand what their story is. And Megan, you touched on this, but I often think people don't know their story or they don't know which part of their lived experiences are the ones that A, they feel comfortable enough to share or they feel like would be impactful enough. And I would agree with you. We we often think it has to be this really big things. And sometimes it's those little shifts that somebody else just thinks, I didn't know anybody else was also experiencing that. And I feel so seen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. And I would say this is one of the big things for me is about building relationships. So this isn't true for everybody. So if you just look at, I have had great success as an educator and I loved my career of many, many years in part because that was my number one. I was all about building relationships. Well, when I started to build my business, I thought, well, what makes me special? What makes me unique? I don't know. I'm just kind of like, doesn't everybody do this? No, not everybody does this. And so, okay, well, to some people it might seem, and to me it did, like, oh, that's insignificant. No, building relationships is at the core of everything I do. And that, like that piece, I, I like to weave into everything I do. Well, then my clients feel seen. The people that I'm, you know, building relationships feel like, oh, we have this genuine connection. And it is truly what I want to create. Whether or not we work together doesn't matter. We can collaborate. We have this relationship. That's what I want. So if you just think about it doesn't have to be this major monumental thing. It's likely in those little things that just are who you are that nobody else does like you. I love that. Amanda Edwards and I just recently had a conversation about this on the podcast and we were talking about, it's like those micro moments, you know, and I think it's hard for us to, it's hard for me at least to like pick out those very small moments that are micro, but they're significant. And what you talked about is there these points of connection. And Mm -hmm. I think that's key because I think as the consumer, we understand it. 
because we relate to people. We see somebody post something about their favorite show and it's our favorite show too. And then we can link on right away. Or we see somebody and we feel their energy and they speak in a certain way. I know when we connected, that was how I felt about you, that you were just the same kind of soul as me. You were just so sweet and kind and coming from a place of service and wanting to help women. And so that alone the relationship side of your thing is, is that like, that's how I feel. And so I connected. And so I love how you're saying, like, look at your story and your journey and the transformations that you've had so that we can figure out what are the points that matter to us, almost like our core values and all of those things, because who we want to serve, obviously we want them to have those same values or at least appreciate them. And so that's how we can start picking out those points of connection. And so tell me when it comes to points of connection, you know, for you, it's relationships for people. It might be something else that's very specific to them that they'd like. Do we want to think a lot about ourselves? I mean, how often do you find that those points of connection and those core pillars or values or whatever you want to view them as are are the same as us? Like what we want from somebody else is the same as what we already have. Are those typically in alignment or can sometimes they not be? Yeah, sometimes they cannot be. I think this is true even with your niche. I think what one of the concerns people have is if I really narrow down my niche, then this is the only person I'm talking to and nobody else is going to come and want to work with me. That just isn't true. You'll find that people, they are attracted to you for other reasons. And that's part of what this is. If you're sharing your values, you're sharing you know, your experiences, but you're linking it always back to your ideal client and what she needs. So yes, I hear what you're saying. We want to move away from just talking about ourselves and sharing our stories for the sake of being vulnerable or, you know, just showing up, but really being intentional. Before you even, let's say you're going to be on your stories or write a post, what is my intention behind this? Okay, so if I'm trying to build relationships or if I'm trying to help my ideal client solve this problem, then how is it that I want to weave in my story or weave in something about the work that I do, but always bring it back to what your ideal client needs from you right now? And I think that helps too, because we can get in our heads, right? If we think about, okay, I, ha- I know I need to serve and I'm going to show up and serve, but, oh, showing up on video is so hard. And what we start to do is move away from service and move into thinking about ourselves and worrying about what other people are thinking about us, what their judgments are. And if you do that, it's so natural, but also just notice, wait a second, I've moved away from serving. Mm-hmm. And move back into service. And, and I think just think of one person, your ideal client, one actual person, if you can think of her, and then think, what does she need from me right now? Yeah. And it helps us to show up so much more in service, but genuinely and truly from a place of service, as opposed to with the intention of just making sure we showed up today. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge, the intention. I'm all about being intentional and intuitive. I mean, as mompreneurs, if we're going to spend our time doing something, it needs to be high impact or it should be high impact because otherwise, why are we wasting our time doing it? Our time is so precious. Everybody's time is precious. But I think being that we have kids that we want to get back to, it's it's more amplified for us. And so I love what you're saying there about taking that step again, back to the stillness that that you had when you stopped and thought, what in the world am I doing here? It's that same question again that I love to talk about as well is what is your intention 
with the post or the thing that you're doing? What is the end goal? What are you trying to do? And then I love how you took it a step further and said specifically linking it back to your ideal client and what she needs. I think that that's huge because how often do we maybe only do the first half of that where we make that point of connection, but then we don't wrap it back into a call to action or a way that actually solidifies that connection with her and what she needs and how you can help. Because like you said, at the end of the day, our point is that we're trying to come from a place of service. We all have value that we want to get out there and offer and share and that people need from us to offer and share. And so I love how you're saying, like, let's finish that loop. It's it's not like a TV show. I, they always talk about the open loop, close loop kind of thing. We uh-huh. don't want to keep an open loop in this scenario, right? We, right? we want to close the loop to make sure that she knows what she's doing or he or whoever you're serving. I love that. So tell us, when it comes to our niche, now we know that our niche is all about figuring out who our ideal client is, the basics that we think of as a niche, but then taking it deeper with their struggles and their problems, what's stressing them out, and then thinking about how you help them differently. And you can help them differently by figuring out your story, reverse engineering things so that we get these micro moments, these points of connection, so that we can really share our values with our ideal client, with our niche, And then being able to close that loop and link it back to this is what I can do. This is how I've been through it too, how we can connect over it. And here's how I can help you. Is there anything else that we should know when it comes to our niche and especially as experienced mompreneurs, like how can we optimize the work that we're doing now that we have this awareness? Yeah, I think always coming back to the idea because even when you find your aligned niche, Remember that you are a human with a human brain and you are going to have some drama come up about all the reasons why this isn't a good idea and really going back, trusting yourself, trusting the process. Oftentimes what I see people do is they will try this for a really short period of time and then It's not working immediately. And so what they decide is it's my niche and I need to choose another one. And so I would just caution you, if you're just aware of what's going to come up, it helps you to kind of get get ahead of it. And so just know if you truly feel aligned with this, then just stay the course, trust yourself, keep coming back to who it is that you want to serve, what you're passionate about, why it is that you want to help them how you help them differently, the problems specifically that you help them solve, and just keep coming back to that. The other thing I would say is give it some time. I hate to put timelines because everybody, everybody is so different. But if we could say at least six to nine months, really go all in, commit to it for many reasons, but it does often, these things can take time. But also, if we think about the amount, like the amount that we're complicating our businesses when we jump from thing to thing to thing, this is what we're talking about here, right? Megan, this is your thing. Businesses can be very complicated to build. Mm-hmm. But if we can really find some ways to simplify them, make them more enjoyable, for most of us, we wanted to build our businesses to create more time freedom, to be able to be more present with our families, all of those things. Go back to your why. If that's what I want, then how can this piece help me get both, right? 
Yeah. I love what you're saying there. And thank you. I was going to ask specifically if you had a time frame. And so I love how you're giving us a point of reference. Like you'll have to figure out what works best for you, but six to nine months going all in. Because when you think about other things, I, the first example that comes to mind is like with my kids. If my kids are having a problem with sleeping and there's too many variables, I can't tweak them all at once because then I'll never figure out what was the problem in the beginning. Was it that they went down too late or too early or they ate this or they drank that or, you know, and so I love how you're saying like, try a variable for a little bit. We need enough data points with that variable to understand if it's working or not. And in just a short little blip or a week of time is not going to do it on top of just the way that marketing and getting your voice and being visible and everything out there works. I mean, we've been having this conversation a lot of it takes over 14 times for somebody to view you for everything to click and then just not even seeing you if we're talking about Instagram and the algorithm. So I love how you're reminding us that this takes time, but we're in it for the long haul. We're marathon runners here, not sprinters when it comes to our business. This is what we want to do. And going back to our why, we can remember that and using this piece to keep plugging away and not changing it too often. I think that is so huge. So if everybody who is listening now is like, Katrina, please help me. I don't know what my niche is. I'm now realizing that I only have part one, but not part two and three. Tell everybody what's the way that you can support them best in taking another step forward in this conversation. Yeah, well, I'm on Instagram, so you definitely can come there. It's Katrina Kluster is my handle. And I share lots of value specifically around identifying your ideal client, your niche. I also would say when you have those identified, then you can really get clear about the offer you want to create. It is very hard to create an offer when you don't know who you're creating it for, what exactly you're, you know, you're wanting to have in there, and then also creating a simple marketing and sales plan that works well for you, that you feel aligned with. So I share a lot of that there. Um, also on my website, again, katrinacluster.com, you can find that I would say starting with my freebie would probably be the best thing. I have a freebie that helps you to identify your ideal client and nail your niche. And then, you know, it it walks you through some of those questions that allow you to turn inward, pause, and really get clear about what you are passionate about. That's why that's really where this, I think this work starts is finding what you really want and how you're going to be able to show up most passionately about what you're doing. I love that. All of that will be linked in the show notes. So if you're listening now and you're like, yes, sign me up, just click that link and you will find everything that you need. Katrina, if you are ready, we can move into the rapid fire questions. Okay. I'm ready. Awesome. So in my experience as a mompreneur, I have found that there are three things that help make this lifestyle a bit easier, which is having strategies, support, and self-care. So that's how these questions are going to be guided. So the first one is, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides what you've shared with us today? Okay. Yes. So I think my number one is do less and what you choose to do I say what, your number is maybe going to be different than somebody else's, but whatever it is you choose to do, put it down on your calendar with an outcome. So for example, if I'm going to write a blog post, I'm not putting on, on Monday, my content day, I'm not going to put blog post. I am actually going to say from eight to nine, 
I am researching and answering these particular questions or whatever, and I need to be finished with that by this time, then I'm actually going to write it in this amount of time. Anyway, just get really clear about your outcome. I think another good example for this is if you're going to be on Instagram, Mm-hmm. What is your intention? So putting on your calendar, I'm going to have three 15-minute blocks of time where I engage. Well, what does engagement look like? Because sometimes what we end up doing is scrolling or comparing. So instead, no, I am going to communicate with these particular people or on you know, five accounts, I'm going to leave a really thoughtful comment, whatever it is, really get clear about the outcome, the intention behind it. I love that. I love that reminder. And I love taking it this step further back to that question. Why are you even doing it? Like if we're doing the blog post and this is what we're doing, reminding ourselves again, why, why are we doing it? What is the ultimate outcome that we're trying to get? I think that that is so helpful to make sure that we're being more productive, which gives us time to be present. Question number two, what is the number one essential support you have that you could not live without? My family, I guess my husband, I have a husband and a daughter and my husband, both of them have been such tremendous support in this whole journey of entrepreneurship. So really allowing me to go all in on this and be there regardless of what happens, that has been fabulous. The one thing in particular with my husband is telling him what I need and knowing like, yep, he is there and he's going to pick up maybe where I can't. I can't do it all and recognizing that I'm going to lean on them to be a team. So to be able to work together. Yeah, I love that. The communication and the trust, I think, is is yeah. huge. And if you can have somebody on your court, whatever that phrase is, who can right. do that for you, that is, yeah, it just takes some of that mental load off. It's just too hard for us to do it all ourselves. So yeah, I love that. Tell us, what's your go-to self-care activity? When you have a little bit of me time, what is the activity that you do? Do I have a few. Do you want just one? Let's hear them all. I feel like all of us mompreneurs are always like we get to our me time if we get some and then we're like, what do I do? What do I do? And we don't want to right. waste our time doing nothing. So tell us right. what you do. Well, I guess my number one, if I have free time, is reading. But I have noticed while I was building my business that I stopped reading for enjoyment. And I was only reading to learn and to be able to gain a new skill. So really being intentional to say, no, I'm reading and this is just for pure enjoyment has been something that I've noticed I've folded back in and I love that I'm doing that. Love that. So that's probably my big one. About reading for fun. Okay, what kind of books are fun for you? Because for me, my fun is reading business books. So I'm curious, like what? what Yeah, well, I I have to say there is some of that too, for sure. Um, But I... I just love like historical fiction is probably my favorite. So any, but any books that just kind of take me away where I can be in somebody else's story and feel like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. So I love that. I love it. And then do you read like paper? Do you read on a Kindle? Do you prefer to listen? I read a real book. I love a real book, but, but actually I would say for my business, I often use Audible and listen while I'm walking. And if it's really something that I feel like I want to take notes with, then I need to plan it and sit down so I can take some notes. I love it. Yeah. It's always just fun to hear how we all read differently. I know when we've had this question and, and people have talked about like listening to a book or a podcast or something, I am in the, I listen to almost everything at one and a half to two times speed. Oh my gosh. So it's fun to have, again, the connection point to know like, oh, I'm, I'm on your same boat. So yes. 
I love it. All right. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What is something that only us mompreneurs will be like, we understand we have been there and we are laughing right along with you? Yeah, I guess mine would be sometimes on Saturday nights we get together as a family and it's like a real making like the whole up we have this upstairs in my office it's an upstairs little area and everybody's all in so my husband is helping kind of direct and my daughter's in there thinking she should be a part of it and it's just it's so much fun but it's kind of one of those things that I never imagined would be happening in my life so and then after it's done they're like oh that one wasn't very good you probably should do this again I'm like no it's good enough we're just gonna go with this so they love to be my biggest supporters and my greatest critiques at the same time (laughs) I love it oh my gosh that's so funny you've got your own little uh video squad there they just think it's so entertaining yes so it's been that's actually been really fun Oh my gosh, I love that. That is so fun. Well, Katrina, this has been such a great conversation. I am so excited for everybody to hear this difference between your niche and your ICA, how it's going a little bit deeper and helping you connect even more. It's going to be so helpful. Everybody who's listening, make sure you head to the show notes so that you can follow Katrina everywhere she is, get that niche guide, do all of the fun things. I so appreciate you being here and I can't wait for us to continue to talk more. I agree. Thank you so much, Megan. This has been a joy. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Ready to simplify your biz so you're more present and productive? Head to themompreneurguide.com slash simplify to join my next free live coaching event. See you next time.